Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 175. Happy to be live with you here on Facebook. Uh, happy to be a member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Uh, certainly check out the content on those uh, uh uh, groups there, uh, and the, you know, the amazing people that are doing uh, education podcasts, etc. So uh, the, the Education Podcast Network and Voice Ed Radio Canada. But we're live here on Facebook. It is show number 175. And I am super excited to meet Daniel Bauer. Daniel and I were supposed to be a, a year ago and uh, the show went sideways, wasn't able to do it. Uh, but he stayed the course. I stayed the course. And uh, we're going to meet Daniel in a moment. And he is doing great work in the field of education, leadership, helping other people, right? Doing this podcast uh, for as long as I have been, my books, my writing. Um, this is one of the, the great things about this work. Uh, it's a work of passion. It's a work of love, but it really is a work of, of helping other people. So I want to I want to learn more about Daniel's message, how he's doing it uh, with, with educators around not just the country, really the world. Daniel's international. Um and it's pretty cool. And uh, the theme of today's show is Better Leaders, Better Schools. And that's the name of uh, Daniel's message. That's the name of uh, his group. So let's get right into it, right? I do believe that. I am uh, the proud principal here in Port Jervis, New York. And I, I served at the high school for many years. And uh, uh, this year I decided to take on a new challenge. I am at the middle school level. And that's a different ball game, right? Uh, for everything I knew at the high school, 16 years there, this is different. And I am looking forward to leading in this environment. And I believe that. I believe that the leader uh, has an amazing impact on the school community. And that with strong leadership and with uh, enthusiastic leadership, it can make a change. It can uh, have a great impact. So I believe that concept, better leaders, better schools uh, uh, of Daniel's message. And, and, that, and I'm somebody who tries to live that. Uh, here's what Daniel wrote on his website. Better, my passion, it's called. Better leaders, better schools is designed to connect world-class leaders in education and promote their development. I develop leaders to their fullest potential. There's nothing greater than this. And I accomplished my mission through a category-defining podcast, practical blog posts, private online community, online courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and the Mastermind and Elite Group Coaching Leadership Developmental Tribe. Think of all of those tools there, all of those avenues that Daniel is reaching educators to share that message of better leaders, better schools. So uh, I believe that, Daniel. Let's have uh, uh, enough of me talking. Let's bring you uh, into the program here. And to hear from the man himself back in the States. He's rocking a cool hat today. Welcome to the program, Daniel Bauer. Sunny out. It's hot out, Andrew. And so I gotta keep that, you know, sunshine while I was outside off of my face, protect my skin and that kind of thing. But hey, thank you for having me on the show. And uh I'm still feeling that opening music, that bow 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 bow. I was, you know, I was dancing in the green room getting ready like, for this. So yeah, I like it. That's that's a good vibe. I like what you got there. Cool. I had a little uh, technical difficulty. I like to work the fade and something happens. So just, it just ah. cut off. But hey, that's uh, that's live radio, right? Yeah, that's life. That's life. Cool. Well, it's finally great to meet you uh, here in the podcast. I appreciate 
you making some time. Uh, Daniel, and we're going to get to meet you. I'm not going to say introduce yourself because we're going to get to meet you here. But you heard me talking about your message, Better Leaders, Better Schools. Uh, what made you start this journey? And, and how did you develop that kind of mindset of better leaders, better schools? I guess dumb luck, you know, if I'm honest, in some respects. Uh, you know, I had no idea in terms of like naming the podcast or the website. You know, there's there's courses and coaches and uh, MBA degrees and all this kind of stuff you could get. Uh, I think it works because it, it, it pretty clearly describes what I'm about, right? Increasing the leadership uh, capacity within a building is going to benefit the community and make your school better. So, you know, here's what I'll do. I'll bring you back to whew, this is like 2015. Um, and, and honestly, this is probably 2014. I'm at, I'm at the Global Leadership Summit and I'm at this uh, conference, you know, and it's about leadership. And from the stage, the host says everybody wins when a leader gets better. So mm. I took that. I took that phrase, Andrew. I, I, I you know, there's a great book by Austin Kleon. He calls it steal like an artist. Right. And so I stole like an artist, right? And I, and I took that phrase, I've made it my own, I added to it. And so I say, everybody wins when a leader gets better. Everybody wins when you, right? When you get better, Andrew, and when the listener gets better. And that's what it's all about because my lived experience as a school leader, this is me, maybe it's not your experience, but when, when we were brought together for leadership meetings within the districts where I served, three things on the agenda, right? Raise student achievement, increase attendance, decrease your discipline data, or guess what? You're fired, right? And like, that's just, that's not inspiring. That's like making a wealthier, a wealthy person richer. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I understand student achievement is a foundational aspect of schooling, but I don't know many educators that like hop out of bed, like, let's go raise some test scores today. Like, it's just not going to happen. So long story short, Hearing that from the stage, everybody wins when a leader gets better. I thought like I had a mirror moment and, and I really had to have a gut check because what was I doing? If my community, right, the community leveling up was, uh, you know, based on my ability to scale my own skills, what was I doing to grow, you know? And if I was waiting just for the leadership meetings that were happening within the districts I served, then I'd be waiting a real long time. So like you, I started a podcast, right? Back in 2015, we're almost six years into this. Can you believe that? And uh, yeah, next month will be six years with the BLBS podcast. I figured if I talk to leaders like you, learn from your stories of success and failure, and then most importantly, took action on just one idea I learned, then I would grow my skill set. What I didn't realize is that the message would resonate and have such a ripple effect through the education community that people yeah. would ask, hey, what would you do in this situation? Could you help me with this? Could you help me with that? And, and it's now turned into my full-time thing. So, you know, I have I had the best job in the world in that I get to talk to interesting people all the time, put it out via content. Uh, and then when I serve with leaders, right, coach them, everybody that's there wants to be there. You know, imagine that. We all had classes where some of the students – Let's be honest, they didn't want to be there, right? And so it was our job as a teacher to convince them why it was so important of what we were teaching. And then same thing with uh, adults. It's funny. You could go to like the best conference and you know, yourself, you're getting energized. You know, you're really just soaking it up. You're making plans on how you're going to implement. 
and you look to your neighbor and they're just scrolling through Instagram, you know, like totally disconnected. That's not me. So anyways, that is how I got started. I love it. I like the your, your style and the way, you, you know, you the way you're writing, uh, uh, you're not afraid to do some some different things, you know. You you kind of <laughs> let your hair your hair down literally. So let me ask you about some of those. One one is, and again, this isn't outside, but it's it's different. I like it. You talk to leaders about creating a vision board, but you also put yours out there. You say, This is what I want to accomplish, and then you you kind of give mid-year check-ins on that. Tell me about sharing your own vision board with the work you're doing. Yeah, so you know, for me, uh when you make learning visible, right? It's all like classroom related stuff. That's that's when other people have their connections, their epiphanies, their own personal aha moments. And I also highly value leading in an authentic and transparent way. And so when I talk about vision and goals and this kind of stuff, first I tell everybody the plan, you know? And then I update them as I move closer to the goal. In uh, a lot of times I reach it, uh, sometimes I don't, and that's awesome because I always learn something from failure, but I just, I highly believe that doing your work in public, uh, even if you're not like me, right? Like coaching in the coaching space, creating content to help people grow. Uh, even if I was still in a, you know, local building leading there, I used to, in my newsletter, talk about goals and tell the parent community, like, Here's what I'm doing, right? Organizationally, personally, and here's how it's going with me achieving those goals. And for the majority of people, that really worked. It put some people off and guess what? Too bad, so sad. Like you could beat it. Like I have some really nice things, but I know we're live, so I'm not gonna say you know, what, I, <laughs> what I think in my head. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, it's like, hey man, this is what I'm about. This is who I am. If we met, you know, on the street, if we grabbed a drink together, you came to like one of my events, like this is just me. This is who I am. And that's how I roll. I like it. I think it holds you accountable. And again, yes, no fear, right? You're you're putting out to everybody, really. It's going on your work uh, on your blog. It's going on your website. This is what I'm doing. Uh, and I, and I want to share that message. I, I think it's a great way. I don't know. It resonated with me. Uh, I like that cool. vision board. I'm in a brand new space right now, Daniel. I got a brand new middle school yeah. and I got a clean canvas and I'm going to yeah. create that vision board of some things I want to do and uh, get that out there. Well, can, can I add two things to what you said? Because yeah. I yeah. missed that in unpacking what you asked me, but that is a piece of it. It holds me accountable. So when you talk about goals in public and show your progress or lack thereof, you're on the hook, right? There's There's no place to hide. So I like that pressure on myself because then I have to be about what I say I'm about. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. important. And then in terms of the no fear piece, uh, putting the goals and progress out there, like I don't have fear in that, but I still have fear as a leader, right? It just looks different. And I just want to say that it's very normal to experience, you know, what a lot of people call imposter syndrome or what Stephen Pressfield would call the resistance. That's that tiny voice in your head that is absolutely unhelpful, you know, uh, but by showing up and consistently doing the work, despite how you feel, that makes you a professional and doing that day after day after day, that voice just gets a little bit quieter. It never goes away, never goes away, but you learn to ignore it. 
I dig it, Daniel. You talk about helping leaders eliminate the upper barriers. And you just mentioned some of these things, right? Fear and uh, accountability. But what are some of those upper level barriers you're seeing with the leaders that you work with? And then what are some strategies to help remove those? Yeah, well, uh, I wrote a post yesterday about it that really got a lot of great engagement. And people are saying, like, thank you for writing it and shipping it and that kind of thing. And um, when you do that as a creator, like, you know, you struck a nerve uh, that, that you wrote something that was timely and helpful and meaningful in the moment. And essentially, we were coming out of a mastermind uh, meeting last night. We have those on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And essentially, there's a principal going into his fourth year. And his hot seat question where, you know, you put that out there for people who don't know about Mastermind's hot seat. Um, you ask a question to a group of trusted advisors and you just share the quick context and get their feedback to improve yourself. And essentially, so he's uh, going into year four and the culture, the momentum that he wants to see, uh, the relationships that he wants to build. Uh, he wasn't so sure that it like the plan was working, right? In his mind, the things he was doing should lead to the results that he wants, but he wasn't so sure that it was landing with his people and he had some questions about that. So I turned that idea into a piece of content just to encourage school leaders you know, at large. And essentially the message was this, listen, it takes like three to five years, You know, research shows, like fewer years in elementary schools, maybe because they tend to be smaller, right? And then like five to 10 years for like middle high schools to, to really see the vision start to take, uh, to take fruition, right? To see the results of your hard work. And a little side note, and, and I mean, honestly, this is a, uh, an enemy in some respects, like, but central office and boards of education, they need to be patient. They need to be patient with their people and they need to pour into their people. And what ends up happening is they get in there they get very little uh, runway to actually make change happen. And then they're ripped out of there, right? In the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment of all that. Like that is wrong. Like sometimes there's people who shouldn't be there, right? And then you have to deal with them for, for sure. But for the majority of us leaders, give them a runway, give them space, give them training and development to actually, and give them the gift of time, right? So the message that that was just a that was just a riff. The message that I gave to the school leaders in this piece of content was that be kind to yourself in this moment. If we know that the research says it takes this, you know, this amount of time to make real, actual lasting change in a building, and you've been leading in a global pandemic for nearly two years, cut yourself a break in this moment, honestly, right? And basically the question was, where do you need to be a little uh, kinder, uh, where do you need to demonstrate a little more grace when it comes to your leadership? Because you're leading in extraordinary times and we need you. I like that. I think we as school leaders, Daniel, we feel that need to be perfect, right? We yeah, put too, much, too sure. much pressure on ourselves. And uh, um, I like that. And, and you're right. Certainly in this moment here, take a step back and then catch your breath and take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Daniel, you've had some moves here in your life in the past few years, uh, Chicago to Scotland and now uh, to Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Tell me about the, the movements there and what, what are some things you learned in those spaces? Sure. You missed a few spots, so let me let me fill them in. Oh, okay. And, and, you, and you want to know this. It's not on the website, right? So I got sick of winter, you know, as a, as a Midwesterner and a Chicagoan. 
uh, and now a New Yorker, I'm sure I'm gonna get sick of winter again. <laughs> so from after after my undergrad, I'm like, I'm going where it's super hot, you know. So I, I applied to the West and the Southwest, uh, applied to the Southeast, got a job in Atlanta, ended up coming back to Champaign, up to Chicago. Uh, and then from Chicago, I went down to Houston, again, sick of the winners, right? You're seeing the theme. And so in Houston, I met my wife. Uh, we got married. She's an epidemiologist, a researcher, and she wanted to study overseas. So we went from Houston to actually Antwerp, Belgium, then Den Haag, uh, Netherlands, then Glasgow, Scotland, and now we're here in Syracuse, New York. So honestly, like me showing up, serving leaders, we've been playing on Zoom since 2015. Yeah. Uh, I love to do things face-to-face, -face, but I'm not limited to that. And so I've been able to have this incredible impact because of just technology and uh, people listen to the podcast. But yeah, so anyways, just following my wife around. She's been studying, doing these neat uh, projects or on grants or whatever. Now she's back at a tenure track position in the public health department and we're stateside again. So here we go. Yeah. So tell me, give me a, you mentioned some unique places. Give me a, a unique story or something in one of those spaces that kind of stuck with you. <laughs> okay. So I got to try to think of an appropriate one. So uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. So my friend Jake, uh, who's getting married, and if you're watching by any chance, Jake, like, hey, uh, uh, good luck on the wedding. Can't wait to go and that kind of thing. But he came over from... At that time, he might have been in Chicago. He might have moved to Denver at that point. doesn't matter. So he, he visited me in Belgium, and we went to uh, – oh, I'm missing the name. I'll, I'll remember it. But um, we, we went to a, a very historic place in Belgium, enjoyed it, right? There's, it's, uh, that region is very much like the Netherlands, so a lot of canals and stuff like that. So we did a little canal tour on the, on, on the, on the water, uh, you know, obviously stopped at some great, you know, uh, watering holes and enjoyed some flights of beer and that kind of thing. And then on our way back after having just an incredible time, Andrew, like get this, like you couldn't, you couldn't make this up. So we're feeling good. We're about to hop back on the train to get back home. And, uh, we turned the corner and there's just an amusement park that like, like a pop-up amusement park, right? Like, how is this even going to happen? And so there was a roller coaster, of course. It was just a few euro, you know, to, to, to ride it. And we did that. And it was just a moment, right? Like, because you weren't expecting a roller coaster to be in the middle of this, like, antiquated, historic European town. But there it was. And, of course, you ride the roller coaster before you get on the train and uh, head back home. So does that work for you? Like, I've got stories and stories, <laughs> but that's, that's one of them. Well, on another show, we can. I want to do uh, talk about the beer in Belgium. Uh, you know, uh, uh... I'll tell you what. Like um, that, I wasn't a huge fan. Like I've had beers before, but I wasn't like I wouldn't say a beer connoisseur or a huge fan. That changed after living in Belgium. Like they, yeah. uh, you know, they must have perfected it in the in the monasteries and the you know and where the monks are and that kind of thing. But they they have figured it out. And they have these doubles and triples. You know, my, my favorite is called West Mala. So if you can find a West Mala triple, it's the best beer in the world. Like, honestly, it's so good. <laughs> you like got to get on. Uh, drinking gotta, gold, like so good. <laughs> you you got to get with the beer EDU guys uh, out in Nevada. I don't know if you heard of them in their podcast, but uh, they're educators and they talk beer. So we, we have to get you on that show. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> 
Daniel, another another saying I, I it resonated with me. I just like it. I like saying it. You know, ruckus maker. You know, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Ruckus maker, alien bud. These are they're different terms, right? Uh, you know, wh- how did you come up with these terms, and and how do you use them in the work you're doing? I am. Um, I'm a creative guy. I, I've always. Uh, colored outside the lines, you know, played outside of the the box and the barriers, which, you know, usually gets me in trouble. But now that I'm doing my own thing, like there's no rules, I'm making it up and people respond to that. Right. So uh, that's pretty cool. Alien earbud, that's an anagram, right? So as a former English teacher, if you take uh, letters in any type of word, right. And the anagram is you then mix up all the letters and form new words. Like I I used to do that with my students and they get prizes for, you know, could you come up with 50 words from this like phrase or this saying, you know, mixing up the letters. So if you take Daniel Bauer and mix up the letters, there's all mm. sorts of things you could spell. One of those things is alien earbud. And as our uh, society has become more infused with technology, right? And you see me wearing like, you know, AirPods right now or earbuds. So I just like the idea, like visually of this like little alien hopping on earth and he's, you know, listening, tuned into our, he's watching live right now. The aliens watching live right now. And so that's how I came up with alien earbud. Ruckus maker is a, a nod, a tip, to, you know, nod of the hat to my uh, mentor, Seth Godin. So, uh, and shout out to all the New Yorkers, right? So Seth Godin, me and you, um, but he, his thing is about making a ruckus, right? And really that means um, causing change, you know, causing change to happen. And so when I used, I adopted that term and I call, right, the leaders that I serve or listeners of the podcast, ruckus makers, that means you're an out of the box, innovative leader making change happen in education. And so people, yeah, for sure have responded, responded to that. So that's, uh, did I miss any of the terms? I know you said ruckus maker, alien earbud, but I don't know if there's anything else. No, they're in there, but you can, you can see what you described in your message, the way you write. Uh, it is certainly focused and driven at helping people, but yeah, not afraid to kind of step out of the box or, like you said, color outside the lines. Um, so, how do you how do you advise the people that you're coaching? You know, who might have to stay in those lines, right? How, they might they might be in a tighter environment. How do you coach them with those kind of mindsets? Yeah, and 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 sometimes like so, causing a ruckus like. It, it doesn't have to be a negative connotation. You know, yeah. you, a lot of times when you hear like make a ruckus, you think about like maybe your your nephews that are five years old in your kitchen who grabbed all your pots and pans and they're just like clanging them around. That's not what I mean. I mean, uh, being bold, causing change, uh, challenging the status quo, because sometimes that needs to be poked. Right. And there's no way to grow unless we iterate and unless we question everything we do. And so that's a part of what I teach, right? Challenge tradition. There's things in tradition that are beautiful and should be sacred and and kept for sure. Then there's things that are traditional that honestly might be and probably are uh, racist or in some ways oppressive. You know, Um, you can look at just like even who has access to your best classes and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and, And why do you do it that way? And why do you you know, sort kids in this way or have them test in and this kind of stuff. So the the high level thing, right, is to always be questioning, right? Always be questioning what you're doing. And if what you find at the end of that uh, inquiry, you're 
happy with it, right? You can put your head on your pillow, that it aligns with your, your morals, your principles, your values, then cool, keep it. But if like it still doesn't sit right, then you need to change it, right? And that's where I come in, push you, help you get the courage, the confidence to do so. And then, yeah, there are districts for sure that have a tighter grip and it might be more top down, more bureaucratic and that kind of thing. I think one of the gifts that, you know, here, let me just give you this story. So there's an incredible motivational speaker. His name's Joel Weldon, right? He's like in the Hall of Fame of uh, uh, motivational speakers. But he has a saying that I love. He says, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar, right? You can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So part of the value that a coach or a mastermind, you know, that brings to a school leader, they see the box, they see the tight control, but they don't see the label. And so by us being an outsider, and again, using inquiry, Socratic method, you know, asking questions, you could see, oh, maybe I felt like this in this box, but maybe I can stretch out a little bit more. Or if that does make sense, is that resonating with you, Andrew? I love it. I, it is a great yeah. concept, and you know, I certainly encourage the coaching. And um, but no, that's a great spot. I'm going to check him out if he's in the Hall of Fame of uh, motivational speakers. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Cool. Um, Dan, you got a, a big day coming up here, September 28th. You got a big project coming out. Uh, certainly want to promote and help that with you. But talk to me about this book you got coming out. Yeah, so there's a uh, there's a book called Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader. To date, it's the thing that I've made that I'm the most proud of. And I'm, uh, I'm happy with a lot of things I've put out into the world, but this is the best work yet. The, the story there, you know, honestly, I had many book deals and offers um, actually when we were supposed to record the last time, like in 2019 or so. And uh, Corwin came and specifically said, we want to do a book on the mastermind, how you serve school leaders. And that's because that they know uh, professional development needs to uh, innovate, you know, and then also there's a major problem in terms of retaining talent. And when principals leave, they usually don't leave to a new school. Research shows when principals leave, they actually leave education for another profession. And so there's a big problem that districts face, like how do we keep this talent, right? Uh, and anyway, so we're, we did a book about that, Mastermind, How I Serve School Leaders. Uh, first chapter is about like the issues, the challenges that school leaders face. And then the last um, next three chapters are on this concept that I uh, designed, a framework called, I call the ABCs of Powerful Professional Development. Mm. Because in my view, when you integrate authenticity, belonging, and challenge into a PD experience, then you see life and leadership transformation. And then there's a conclusion, of course. So it's really, it's a cool book because a few things will happen. One, the reader who might be a, you know, a principal, uh, he or she will be able to instantly level up the PD that they offer their staff right? Because it talks about how do you integrate more authenticity, belonging, challenge. Uh, Two, people will get the high-level ideas of a mastermind, and they'll help me live out my just cause, which is to connect, grow, and mentor 
every school leader who wants to level up. Well, Andrew, there's 91,000 principals in the United States alone, let alone the world, right? So we need more people doing this kind of work to have the kind of impact that I dream about, right? So some people will start their own masterminds. And then thirdly, you know, there's some folks who are going to raise their hand and say, you know what? I don't need to start my own. I don't, I have no desire to do that. Uh, I need just a space to be heard and be served. And so I would want to plug into yours. And I'm sure that it'll grow, you know, the community that we have for school leaders. And of course, I'd be super pumped, right, for people to do that too. Awesome. Well, we're going to help promote it uh, for you here on Education Leadership Beyond. And uh, I know that's uh, something that you were working towards. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. Thank you. Well, can I, let me say two things. So one, if you go to the Corwin website uh, right now, and if you look up the book, Mastermind Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader, there's a code called SUMMER21. So that's all caps, SUMMER, number two, number one. That'll get you 25% off and free shipping. Mm. Now, if you want an appetizer, like taste the meal before you know, go to the whole, whole thing, uh, you could go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash free chapter. That's all one word. And you could download the intro chapter and see, you know, if this is something you'd want to invest in, and then you could obviously buy the, the entire book. But I will tell you this, the feedback that I get or have gotten so far is that it's uh, very relatable, easy to read, you know, awesome stories, funny at some places, and then grounded in research. And I, I impressed some, you know, tough, uh, critically minded readers like Jen David Lang, who's awesome over at The Main Idea. You know, she takes some research and uh, the best education books and distills them into like basically executive summaries for principals. She is hard to impress. And somehow I managed to impress her. And that really makes me happy. And Andrew, like I had no idea this was going to happen. But my senior editor over at Corwin, uh, she wouldn't have told me unless it worked out. But she floated a copy of the book to the AASA. That's the National Superintendent Association. Superintendent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't know that she did this. And she didn't tell me until they told her, we want in. We're co-publishing this book with Corwin. I'm like, wow. what? Seriously? So this, the National Superintendent Association is saying, this is something we need to look at in terms of uh, leveling up our, our leaders, but also retaining talent within the community. And uh, I'm I'm really excited just to see what doors that open. So pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Because the soups are the ones delivering that content to the principals so, uh, or the um, PD. So that's a home run. It's a home run. You're right. It's like uh, Rizzo on the Yankees these days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, let's get rolling here, Daniel. Again, the 28th. Uh, that's Hold, hopefully, uh, are you a Yankees fan or a Mets fan? I need to know because if I need to change – I, listen, I, I'm going to be right out. I'm a New Yorker. I was okay. around. I was I was 11 when the Mets in '86. I was okay. 11. Okay, you know, I'll put this head back on. <laughs> but I, I love them both, Daniel. I love them both. Okay. I really do. Yeah, I'm taking the Yankees hats off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was cool in Iowa when they were there a couple of weeks ago. That was really cool. Yeah, my that old team really beat them too. So, um, you know, right. Chicago, they they came through in the ninth. Yeah, good game, good game. <laughs> well, home run there. Yeah. Um, let's get to rapid fire. I know you got stuff on the plate, uh, Daniel. These are quick answers. Uh, the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. Here we go. 
Last book you read. I'm reading this right now in the mastermind. Buy this book, Cast. The origin of our discontent. Cool. Yep. It looks Last at uh oh sorry, go ahead. Last movie you saw. Uh it was Dodgeball with my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic yeah uh, you're you're a world traveler good for you for supporting your wife and and around the world where's been your favorite place to travel uh so many favorites but i'll tell you this i bought this hat in cyprus right so uh Ooh. cyprus was a really beautiful island to visit for sure in country obviously a podcast besides yours that you subscribe to uh, I haven't listened to podcasts in a very long time because I'm focused on reading. So I'm no help there. Okay. Um, something that motivates you. You talked about how you're helping other people. What's something that motivates you? Uh, investing in myself. I've invested over $15,000 this year on, on getting better for myself and how I serve others. And, uh, you know, saying that now I can have confidence and do that. But back in the day, I remember when I invested $1,000 in myself and that felt so scary. Um, but as you can see, I've had tons of success and that's because I go out and get coaches and join programs that make me better. And I mean, it's just, here's the thing. I know this is rapid fire, but one last story. A lot of times leaders here, upper limit challenge, you get stuck trying to figure out like, how do I do this? How do I make it happen? Right? Wrong question. The right question is who, who can help me? So that might be somebody you add to your team, or it might be somebody that's in an advisory or coaching role. So I know it's rapid fire, but thanks for the short story. No, that's cool. I love it. I love your little uh, shoot offs there. Uh, how about something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? Uh, isolation. Isolation for leaders. It's ridiculous. And it's a choice. It's, it's, it just it drives me nuts. I agree with you. Best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life. Under a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> I bought these uh, little Miffy uh, coasters, <laughs> and they keep they keep my just incredible fully. Shout out to fully uh, Jarvis bamboo standing desk. It keeps it nice. So. <laughs> That's that was a good investment. It cost me a dollar to protect the bigger <laughs> investment. <laughs> Something hey, Biffy though, Biffy is like um like a real deal, big deal in the Netherlands. It was like a little cartoon. It's got like stuffed animals and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> something about Daniel Bauer that people do not know about. Um, something that they don't know about me. I have a, I have a web toe on my left foot. How about that? <laughs> Are you are you a better swimmer? <laughs> I'm a way better swimmer. I was in the swim. I was in the swim team in the high school. I went to uh, sectionals. Never made it to state. Yeah, so lucky they lucky they didn't check the feet, bro. I had an advantage. Yeah. I know they would have. Yeah, I would have been thrown out. Violation. <laughs> DQ. Yeah. Tell me, you're a fan of blank in Chicago? Pizza. You know it's the pizza deep dish, baby. Love it. I love it. Is, it is better than expected. As a New Yorker, that. Is the that pizza is a real deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even like pizza. It's like a, it's a whole different category, right? Like yes. New York pizza is awesome. Love it. But Chicago deep dish, that's a whole different thing. Also why, you know, people in Chicago are a little bit bigger sometimes, the heart problems. Like if you eat that way consistently, you're going to die. <laughs> I, I thought it was the stress of rooting for the bears. I didn't, you know. Oh, geez. Don't even get me started on that. It's I better than the Jets though. It's better than the Jets. 
I am Touché. a fan of uh, blank in, in uh, uh, Scotland. Whiskey, of course. There you go. What and is, hiking. What is something that's been a personal hurdle for you? My anger. Yeah, getting angry. I hear you. I hear you. Has a mastermind help you work on that when you talk it out? Yeah, for sure. And uh, meditation and mindfulness, right? Because what I realize is that like, I, I'm not defined by anger, right? I'm not... It, I'm not angry as me, but I experience anger. And so when I can note what's triggering it and say, okay, that's anger, it could dissipate. But sometimes, to be honest, like sometimes I note it and I see it there and I sit and I say, I still want to be angry. And that's that's not smart, you know? And it's in those moments that, you know, bad things happen. Cool stuff, Daniel. You mentioned your mastermind. We talked about your book. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Well, you know, it's Alien Earbud all over uh, the social social places. Uh, Daniel at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com. And uh, I do this all the time. You'd be surprised. Not many people take advantage. My number is 312-788-7595. Call or text anytime. Nice. This was Daniel Bauer. Uh, Daniel, I'm excited for the book. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, as a principal, I appreciate the work you're doing. Thank helping you. people because yeah they need they need help and a lot of them almost not afraid is not the right word but like it's like I, i'm supposed to i'm supposed to know what i'm doing right and they but they need help yeah absolutely yeah cool well this was show number 175 here on education leadership and beyond uh, i'm gonna get these tunes out here hopefully it'll work uh, i get some technology from my man keep me Jan. in this time keep me <laughs> in <laughs> let's go we're gonna sign off here on 175 i am at andrew Murata 21 on twitter uh tuning out here on education leadership and beyond all right turn this up daniel <laughs> he likes it you ever have a guest dance or no? <laughs> this is good. In a cool hat, too. Right. You can't get it anywhere. You got it in Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs>